Warning. Warning. Hey, folks. This episode contains language that may not be suitable for your kids. You're welcome to play this for them, but I wanted to give you a heads up so you can suss it out for yourself first. Do you remember back in 2017 when there were lots of women's rallies and people wore those powerful pink hats in solidarity? It does feel like it was just yesterday. When someone uses a word to harness its power and take it back, it can also unleash the opposite effect. You know, those people who feel like they just got permission to misuse powerful words, especially when it's not appropriate at all for them to use them. And they really ruin it for the rest of us. Have I got a story for you. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You can see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, I'm going to reveal a massive blunder that should never happen to any woman in any business setting. It's a tough subject that too many of us have experienced. And may my sharing this with you help you talk about this sensitive stuff more frequently and honestly to the next generation so that they don't have to experience it ever. The women's marches of 2017 were pivotal moments for a lot of us. They came at a time where there was a lot of darkness in the air. It was during the before times, pre-pandemic, when there was a lot of social discourse happening around race and gender. So much so that I took my daughters, then seven and 10 years old, to march in solidarity with me. And that's when I had to explain to them what a pussy hat was. I'm Jaina Zwyman. I am co-creator and co-founder of the Pussy Hat Project. The Pussy Hat is a hat uh, for the Women's March in DC, which will make a strong visual collective statement. It does reference Donald Trump in those comments, but it's also so much more. Hi, I'm Christine from A Verb for Keeping Warm, and I'm standing here next to a wall of pink yarn. The pink yarn is flying off the shelves. About uh, right when Trump was elected president, a uh, women's march came and people are gathering and going to march all over the country. Um, what really kind of pissed women off was when he said to grab women by the pussy. And so a couple of women got together, they made a hat. It's very easy to knit and it happens to have cat ears. Whether they were ready or more accurately, I was ready to talk to my tiny feminists about the power of the pussy in today's society. They understood exactly what those hats stood for. Fast forward to early 2018. I'm at a convention center in downtown Chicago because I'm speaking on a panel about what it takes to build a business. I'm standing backstage with three panelists, all really wonderful entrepreneurs that I'd known for years. Let's call them Jack, Chrissy, and Janet. We're trying to calm our nerves together because we're due on stage in 10 minutes and we're following a keynote speaker who happens to be a world-famous celebrity. There were roughly 500 people in the room, all in seats beneath a stage so high, 
that we'd have to climb stairs to get to our seats. At the five-minute mark before we were going to go on, Chrissy found herself a standing mirror and decided to touch up her lipstick. Janet had walked off to find hot tea so she could soothe her aching vocal cords. Jack and I had just finished catching up on life when he walked away to put his belongings in a corner. That left me standing there, ready to go. So when a PA came into the room, she found me first and whispered these instructions into my ear. We'd head to the stage stairs at stage right. Chrissy would sit furthest across the stage. Janet would be next to her. Then me. And next to me would be Jack. I was tasked with telling the other panelists, and so I did. But Jack hadn't returned yet, so I figured I'd walk with him to the stage and let him know then. The lights in the room go out. We hear roaring laughter and thunderous clapping from the audience. This was our cue. The two other women started walking to the stage. Finally, Jack appeared out of nowhere, and I waved to him to join me on the walk to the stage because I had to tell him about the seating arrangement. I said, look, Jack, Chrissy's gonna go up first, then let Janet go. I'll walk up ahead of you, and you'll take the seat all the way to stage right, okay? He chuckled as he walked briskly, staring straight ahead and responded to me with, that's okay. I didn't need any instructions about where to go, cause I'll just grab your pussy and sit on it. We were walking in the dark. The room had calmed down and was dead quiet by the time we were halfway to the stage. I couldn't see his face. And I wasn't in a moment where I could lecture him. I couldn't tell him that what he'd said was inappropriate or offensive or beyond anything that a professional person should say to another professional person in a professional setting. We got to the stage and I proceeded to spend 45 minutes answering questions from the audience fully distracted the entire time. When the event was over, I left real fast. To date, I haven't spoken to him. To date, I wonder if that's a mistake. He was a very nice guy. He has a very nice career. It's not my goal or mission in life to cancel people. What complicates it even more is that we're in a lot of the same circles. I'll probably run into him again at some point. And let's be honest, It's easier to say something to thousands of people that tune into a podcast episode than it is to be direct and clear with a man you know as a business colleague. One man with a lot of power, a former president of the United States, made a statement about grabbing women by the pussy and it left a lot of us up in arms. We spoke out about it. We marched on it. We educated our sons and our daughters about it. And we even wore pink-knitted hats in solidarity against his words. What was said to me wasn't on a national stage. It wasn't addressed to a large group. It was said in jest. Are these excuses? I've had a lot of conversations with myself since then. Should I confront him? It's the right thing to do. If I couldn't do it for me, I could do it for my fellow business colleagues, for women everywhere for my daughters. I know him well enough to know that he would have apologized in a heartbeat. He would have written it off as, oh, I thought it was funny, and apologized again, likely inserting a comment about the fact that he has daughters, which he does. I could have stopped having empathy for a guy who'd harmed me. Why excuse and avoid addressing his behavior so as to not upset him when he upset me? 
Then I told myself it didn't matter what his excuses would be or how sorry he'd be, but it's just the right thing to do. Then I thought about the fact that we all marched. We marched in cities everywhere. The orange man who misused language about our bodies doesn't seem to have changed his tune at all. Would Jack? I know I'm not alone in this agonizing, exhausting back and forth about what to do in these situations. I wanted to take the thoughts I've had about this and say them all out loud, painfully and honestly. Because most women I know have been in my shoes at one moment or another. I've heard thousands of them over the years from members of the Founding Moms. Some women choose to ignore comments like these because it's too hard to address it face on. Some women grab that moment by the pussy and react instantaneously. And kudos to them, they are few but mighty. Most of us fall into a gray area that has us wandering through the halls of rage and regret, going back and forth and grappling with how to handle these moments. I have three wishes for our future, dear listener. May our future be filled with men who understand what a good joke is, who know that a woman's body is hers and hers alone, and who understand that the media reports news. It doesn't give permission in any way to misuse the news. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave a message there so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. Pretty please. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. You can find more episodes at iTunes, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and the brave women of the world for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.